Respectfully. 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 A Melanated Therapist. Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Demetric. And I'm Marday, and this is Respectfully a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Before we kick off the show, let's talk a little bit about how you all can support us. If you would like to show us support, please share our podcast on social media, tag at RespectfullyNT, rate the show, and write reviews just to let us know that you're listening and enjoying the show. Thank you. Thanks, friend. So, all right, fam, it's that time. We have reached our season finale for season three. And as we approach the new year, we decided that the theme for this episode would be self-reflection. So what is self-reflection? By definition, self-reflection is meditation or serious thought about one's character, actions, and motives. Ultimately, self-reflection is about taking the time to think about, meditate on, evaluate, or give serious thought to your behaviors, thoughts, attitudes, motivations, and desires. Self-reflection builds self-awareness, but only through intention and dedication. Mm, Very true. Fading in, put a people in a bag. Um, <laughs> okay, so you know, let's explain on that a little. So, why is self reflection so important? Self reflection allows you to identify and appreciate positive experiences and your areas of strength, and better identify ways to improve in these areas of personal growth and development. It can also be useful when you have had more challenging experiences to help you process and learn from them. Ultimately, self-reflection provides a fresh perspective, allowing you to respond with intent. It helps you to understand yourself. It helps you to improve your decision-making skills. It helps you to facilitate learning, and it fosters a sense of well-being. Most importantly, without self-reflection or self-discovery, you can become stuck in routine that is neither productive nor inspiring. And you may not understand why you're dissatisfied or why you can't do anything to improve your circumstances if you don't know what you truly want. Okay. So what are some ways that you can practice self-reflection? So one way you can do that is make reflection part of your routine. Scheduling time each day to practice self-reflection can help you turn it into a habit, which will ultimately make it easier for you to use reflection to think about your day and gain insight into yourself. You know, ask yourself questions. By asking yourself questions, you gain a deeper understanding of your feelings and behaviors, including how to better respond to challenging situations in the future. Know your emotional triggers. Emotional Knowing your emotional triggers allows you to recognize your feelings as they occur to ensure you can resolve them before interacting with others instead of suppressing them or denying them, which can negatively impact your relationships and your ability to successfully manage challenges or difficulties. Then you can start a journal. Writing about your thoughts and experiences can help you process your feelings, which will allow you to measure your growth in different areas of your life, identify consistent challenges you face, and be aware of your reactions to specific situations. Journaling also provides you with a written record and a method of reviewing changes and constants in your life over time. And another, uh, last but not least, you know, seeking social support. Find an accountability partner um, as making a commitment to self-reflection can be challenging at times, very challenging at times. 
When finding an accountability partner, you want to ensure that it is someone you trust and someone who will actually hold you accountable for your self-reflection practices. Hmm, thanks for that, friend. So, okay, friend, let's go ahead and dive in into some reflection of our own, which you can use to initiate your own self-reflection journey. So I have a question for you. What is something that you need to change about yourself? Mm. That's a big question. Um, Something I need to change about myself, letting go of things that I don't have control over or stressing about things that I don't have control over. Um, You know, there's been uh, various times throughout the year where, you know, I will I would have become like stressed and overwhelmed with maybe something at work, something in a personal relationship um, that ultimately ultimately was out of my control. And trying to control a situation that you don't have control over is not only stressful, overwhelming, but it's ultimately a waste of time because regardless of the thoughts that you may have or trying to resolve or fix the situation, the outcome is out of your hands. There's nothing that you can do to change that situation or nothing that I could do to change that situation. So, you know, Mm -hmm. learning how Mm -hmm. to really let go of things that I have no control over and, you know, ultimately stop trying to be Superman. (laughs) <laughs> and when I yeah. say stop trying to be Superman and stop trying to be everything and everyone for everyone else before I, I am those things to myself, but not only because I want to just because I want to help and it's OK to want to help. But I alone cannot help everyone. So understanding my limitations and knowing that I can't, you know, save everyone but I can do my part in impacting change by helping one person or helping two people or however many people I'm able to touch or help along uh, my life journey. Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah, I feel that. Um, Something that I need to change or is moving through my emotions a bit more rather than intellectualizing the answers to the questions that I've asked. Myself and my self reflection. You Say know, that one like, more time, Fran. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna reword this a little bit too, just so that people really grasp what I'm saying here. So a lot of the time in my self reflection, I will ask myself some questions and will easily come up with the answer. Especially being a therapist, right? It's very easy for me to get to the root because that's what I was trained to do. Right. So I can easily get to the root of I know exactly where this is coming from, but sometimes and a lot of the time I have stopped there because the idea is like, okay, I know where that's coming from. It is what it is. I'm not there now. Gotta move on. Don't have time to process that and <laughs> don't even have the capacity to. So, you know, chugging and, you know, chugging along. And so what that mm-hmm. ends up looking like is intellectualizing it, having myself think that everything is okay because I have an understanding of where it came from rather than actually moving through the emotion that's attached to it. That has thus impacted um, just, you know, the emotional triggers and, you know, I will understand where they're coming from, but I will often miss their warning signs because of intellectual uh, intellectualizing it and not like applying it, not applying the lesson, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, for me, that that's the biggest thing that I really got to work to change. That's a big one. And I can mm-hmm. definitely relate to that because I've done the same thing many times. And, <laughs> you know, 
And this is also to let everybody know that just because we're therapists don't mean we know how to therapize ourselves. Okay. We and cannot we be our own therapist and we won't, but <laughs> so we understand it. But when it comes to that processing piece and, and how it is, you know, impacting the different areas of our lives, that's where, you know, that's where therapy comes in. And yes, therapists need therapists. So that's the part that, you know, um, Rodney is referring to is that taking it from the realization and awareness to the, the resolution, execution, implementation, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I experienced that myself. So I'm glad you brought that up. Now, yeah. I have a, a question for you. Another self-reflection mm-hmm. question. So if you guys haven't realized all of these questions are self-reflection questions that we're asking <laughs> each other just to kind of, you know, get you guys in the space to where you can start doing some of this on your own. And of course, yeah. there's way more questions out there than this, but these are just the ones that we chose for today. Um, but uh, friend, are you holding on to something that you need to let go of? Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> you was like, hmm. Okay, didn't know that question was there. For that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, am I holding on to something that I need to let go of? Um, right now am I holding on that? Let's see. I mean, right off the cuff, no. I'm in a season of peace, wealth, abundance. <laughs> and and not to say, you know, that everything is perfect because it's not. But, mm-hmm. you know, I am really trying to practice letting things go in the moment. And that mm-hmm. has been so hard, but I'm, I could do not. It feels so good to actually, like, let that settle into my body as I'm saying that out loud. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and that is another thing. But, I, you know, I'm sure it'll probably come up later. Um, but just with regard of things to let go. Mm-mm. Just recently, I've been able to certain things that I was holding on to that I thought that I had let go and, you know, obviously had it. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully I was able to pass some of those things off, you know, to other people and utilize my support. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been very, very helpful for me not passing them off, like delegating, but sharing it, you know, and not having to carry that burden alone. Um, so I'm feeling lighter than ever as usual or than than usual right now, not as usual, mm-hmm. but, and yeah, if I think of something with this though, I will come back to it. But for right now, I'm happy to say, uh-uh. what about you? <laughs> am I holding on? Um, what am I holding on to that I need to let go of? Well, I need to let go of, Allowing things that I don't have control over control me. And basically, there's been times this year where, you know, it could be work related. It could be in my personal life. And there's times where, you know, someone may be impacted by something or, you know, um, I would like things to turn out or work out a certain way as I planned them and they don't go according to plan. You know, all of those are examples of how this has showed up in my life this year. And, you know, it causes, you know, me to feel overwhelmed and, and stressed. And ultimately I'm feeling overwhelmed and stressed with something that I can't change, something that I don't have control over. So basically I'm 
doing this, I'm let, letting go of this to take my power back so that I can use mm. that energy in a positive way and towards the things that actually matter to me versus the things that I can't change. Mm-hmm. Um, and an- another thing um, that I need to let go of is um, the relationships that have are not as I want them to be. And really just kind of accepting them for what they are. And when you talk about Mm -hmm. relationships and, you know, what you want out of a relationship with someone, it doesn't always mean that if you're not getting that, that you have to sever that connection or no longer have that person in your life. Because ultimately, if you just accept it for what it is, and then we just interact on whatever level that we interact on, that's completely fine, especially if you love that person and you still care about that person. Mm -hmm. Now, if you just get zero return and they don't give a damn, okay, let's go ahead and sever those ties and move on about our day. But, um, you know, ultimately those are two big things that, you know, I know that I need to, to let go of. And, and also some residual resentment towards certain individuals in my life, um, regarding some of the choices that were made that ultimately impacted my life. And, you know, like I said before, understanding that, Accepting that it happened, accepting that I didn't have control over what happened to me in that sense, but still being able to accept the trauma and fully resolve and heal it so that I can move forward and rid myself of that negative energy that I'm carrying around because there's no possible way in life that I'm going to be able to, you know, always feel positive and happy emotions. But if there's anything that I can personally do to reduce the amount of times that I experience them, then I'm going to do what I need to do so that I can reclaim my power and put that into and turn that into positive energy and spread that across the areas of my life that matter. Yeah. I love that. How about you, friend? Yeah. I mean, actually, thank you for bringing this back to me because I did think of something while you were talking. Um, my thing that I have to let go is this random shock that I know it's a trauma symptom, this random shock that I get to the system when I'm trying to relax and rest. Like, Mm. let's say I just want to watch TV. Sometimes just get a random like shock to the system. Like, girl, you know, you're supposed to be doing something right now. Preach, friend, preach. You know, you're supposed to be doing something like, right. And it's like whether it's me working on, you know, cleaning, you know, mm. making a phone call to a family member or a friend just to say, hey, mm. right, just to maintain a relationship, just um, right. <laughs> going to, you know, going to talk to my dog or water a plant or just going for a walk. It doesn't matter. Doing an application for like a, for um, different funding opportunities and things like that. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it just. Who, I'm tired of the shock. Like, it it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And so I've been doing a little bit better with it because I'm learning not to ruminate or ruminate in it as much. Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. I notice the shock, I'm trying to be like, as soon as I pick up something, I will put it down. And typically it happens when I'm like sitting in the bed or something, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of trying to rest. Mm -hmm. I will grab my journal and then journal it out mm, and and or that. try even if it's just well one liner like i don't know what i'm supposed to do with myself right now like feeling restless <laughs> you know whatever but getting it out right <laughs> do something um or I'll, I'll say it out loud um and then i'll try to sit back in that same spot and just 
finish and move through whatever it is. If I really got to get up and do something, I'll get up and get like water or tea or something to really settle me into the space more. But Mm. yeah, that's a thing that I got to let go because, you know, your good sis needs rest, honey. Okay. That part. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Anything else you want to say about this before we move on to the next question? No, I think I think we wrap that up pretty nicely. <laughs> All right. So, um, are you putting enough effort into your relationships? Hmm. Yes and no. So we 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 look. We roll it back with another yes and no. So right. yes, <laughs> no. <laughs> so yes, because I am aware of the importance of um connecting with my village and the importance of not only doing that for my well-being but also being able to show up for my village when the, for my village when they need me um mm-hmm. and that part I'm usually I'm okay with and that kind of ties back into some of the the change and the stuff that we talked about previously like I can easily show up for someone else you need me okay I got you but at the same time what I need to do is I have to set boundaries. And when I say set boundaries, meaning that if you're in my village, like truly a part of my village, not pseudo village, and I'll talk about what I mean by pseudo village in a minute, but if you're actually a part of my village, then there is nothing that I go through that should not be shared. There's nothing that I should feel shame or embarrassment about coming to talk to my village about or asking for support from my village. Now, pseudo village members, those are basically when I just, what I briefly talked about, the people that the relationships may not manifest as we want them to, but they're not cut off status, meaning that you're going to be in my life because I love you and I care about you. There could be familial ties, whatever the case may be, but I don't want to cut you out of my life, but I just need to accept that you are an extension of my village and you're not privy to what goes on inside the main village, if that makes sense. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then the no part um, and the part that I'm working on is making sure because the people who I put in my actual in the main village are they were handpicked. Some of them pick, mm. we pick, some of them we picked our uh, we picked each other divine intervention. But ultimately, those are the people that are closest to me. And what I need to make sure is that they understand that they how much they mean to me. And granted, I know I know my, my village know I love them and I care about them, but I really want to make sure that there's not a shred of a doubt in that fact, because it's also not only reported via my words or verbalized, but it's also showing up in my actions. And I mm-hmm. do, I could be doing more is the point. So that's where the no comes in. Like I'm doing it, but I could be doing more. I could be doing better at it. Hmm. Okay. What about you, Fran? Um, thank you for sharing that. I, um, yes, no, as well. I think um, for the relationships that I maybe was not, or where I was not meeting expectations, um, it was brought to my attention. And I've, I've made adjustments, of course, uh, immediately. Um, because those relationships were very, or are very important to me. And so that's where the no piece comes in. Um, it's interesting because the effort, the effort that I'm putting into my relationships lately has shifted a bit. Usually I'm the person that's always, you know, the strong friend that's always checking on everybody, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. and, you know, 
my my friends and I in my circle or my family, just everybody, you know, my circle are really, mm-hmm. we're, it seems like we're all kind of having a shift in dynamic. Um, and I know that's because there's a part of me that's also changing and I, and I love that and, and they love that and they're continuing to accept that. And, but so the effort feels like it's changing a bit because it's starting to almost feel frictionless. Gotcha. Right. And mm-hmm. I, we both know and we talk about this all the time, but I'm very grateful. I want to acknowledge this. I'm very grateful and blessed to be able to say that, you know, we've talked about in the past when you start to create boundaries and when you start to evolve as a person and things like that, people kind of throw temper tantrums when they start receiving no or when they start mm-hmm. noticing the change in the dynamic of the relationship. And very, very thankfully, you know, I did experience that for some time or briefly, but we are coming out of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for many of those relationships, I didn't even have to deal with that. It felt very mm-hmm. frictionless. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it, something did happen, it was one huge moment that definitely meant a lot, but it wasn't these having these, you know, this chronic impact. Like consistent. Uh, where it was right. coming up again, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. creating like crisis acuity, if that makes sense. But um, mm-hmm. I'm just using therapeutic jargon at this point. But yeah, so... <laughs> intellectualizing i told y'all so (laughs) yeah (laughs) but even still um yes so i feel like i'm very much so putting the effort into my relationships by also being present enough with myself um and that brings me to the point of the most effort that i'm putting into a relationship right now is the relationship that i have with myself and my people around Mm -hmm. me are recognizing right now that rade is in her own little world and they are appreciating me for that and mm-hmm. respecting that and i am appreciating them and sometimes i have my moments of like oh my god am i not mm-hmm. doing enough should i have called more or you know whatever um because i don't want anyone to think that i don't care about them or you know anything mm-hmm. like that so mm-hmm. i have those moments but again that's another moment where that's one of those shock symptoms where i got to shift mm-hmm. back into stay focused right, right? Mm-hmm. you are in we are in grind mode right now and your family knows that <laughs> your people know that. And so, yeah. So that's, that's a, my long answer to that question. <laughs> it wasn't long, friend. It was, it was, it was the right amount of time. Um, but I'm so <laughs> glad that you brought up the the part about um, being in your own bubble or being in your own space. Cause I want to just, you know, highlight that it's okay to be in those spaces. And, you know, mm-hmm. I love that, you know, Rade also talked about how her, her village and her loved ones or her, her circle is accepting and they respect that. But the, but my whole thing is to keep, you know, one of the key pieces is something that I'm um learning myself is that in order for your village or your circle or your support system to accept that space that you need, appreciate that space that you need, or respect that appreciation, I'm sorry, that space that you need, is to make sure you communicate that you're in that space with your Mm -hmm. village. Like, that's the biggest piece, because they can't appreciate, respect, or understand something that they don't know. And then the one thing about human nature, if we don't receive context or no, we don't get that communication, guess what we're going to do? We're going to personalize it. 
Mm, and then now when I, yeah. when I and then when I step out of that space and I'm coming to engage with you then I'm getting a side eye or I'm getting um more mm-hmm. insult thrown in my face you know what I'm saying when in reality you know ultimately it's, it, it is on me because I should have communicated that I needed that time and that space and why I needed that time and space so yeah. that my loved ones know that one I'm okay they haven't done anything and I just need a little time but they can't do all yep. of those things that Rade, that Rade circle or villages is, is is doing because Rade communicated those things to them. Um, or like I said before, um, you know, just communicating to your village to let them know. What's and when up. they didn't, you know, and when, when I didn't communicate it, it was brought to my attention and those were adjustments that I've had to make, you know, mm-hmm. or if it was mm-hmm. like, listen, I need a little bit more time over here, right? I need us mm-hmm. to hang out or whatever, right? It right. looked like, you know, girl, you can't be in the dungeon forever. Girl, you <laughs> right. need to, you to get out and do something. <laughs> and it's with people you actually care and that re-energize and right. refuel you and, exactly. you know, pour into you and, you right. know, transform focused energy into creative energy. It just, all of these things. So it matters. Mm-hmm. It matters. It matters. It matters. And it's had to be me coming back to that. Yeah. Um, last thing I think I want to say here is just that, um, with the whole communication piece, you know, with your village and with your circle, it's that in the, I think, and I just want to say this just for the possibility of someone else that has had this experience. And I feel like it kind of has been yours too, Demetra, because we've talked about this before, but Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's not usually, you know, people giving me the side eye. I mean, I've had that, you know, with specific family members. Mm -hmm. um, But Specifically, my mama, y'all. Specifically, my mom, because she gonna always be like, "Where you been? You know, <laughs> why you, where you where you been at?" Shout out to Mama <laughs> but, Raquel. We love you, right? girl. <laughs> but um, outside of that, it's usually <laughs> me in my own head, you know, of mm-hmm. like, "Oh crap!" Like I am not showing up enough, and mm-hmm. that has thus then impacted when I do show up to the setting to be with my mm-hmm. people is that mm-hmm. I can't even be present because I'm in my head about how I haven't been there and how they probably already feel something. And because I didn't share mm-hmm. this with them, because mm-hmm. I didn't talk to them about it, I don't know how they feel. I just have all of the assumptions that I have, all the the anxiety, thinking they probably don't even really want to be here. It just mm-hmm. created a spiral. Um, and so those are, in order for that effort shift to switch a bit, it took lessening that, you know, ultimately that social anxiety just around my people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and that fear of judgment because I hadn't been around or mm-hmm. I'm thinking the relationship is a little bit different or I'm changing, but they're not seeing it because we're not talking, right? Because I'm not communicating mm-hmm. with them. So right. they don't realize that I've had made this, you know, evolution or, you know, whatever. So right, anyway, right. yeah. So no, yeah. that's good. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone that resonates with somebody because that's real, yeah. you know, and it's not always that somebody is giving you the side eye, but it's that you end up kind of yeah. um, giving other people the side eye because you ain't been around. But that's a you problem, that- not an problem. Correct, correct. Because it all would have it wouldn't have been a problem if we would have communicated. But mm-hmm. you know, and it's so cliche. Everything starts with communication. Communicate with each other. That's my um my lecture voice. But um, <laughs> you know, but ultimately, it is so true. In any situation, communication is always the key. If you communicate what is going on, regardless of what it is, then you give both parties the ability of choice. 
the ability mm. to choose the resolve to choose whether we're going to stick it out, work it out, or we're going to walk away. But it makes it collaborative because at the end of the day, you know, my actions impact the people that I care about. So if I'm going through something emotionally mm-hmm. and that's spilling over into my village, now I'm impacting their emotional well-being. And that's not what mm-hmm. I want. And then now it's snowballing. So now by the time when all I really needed was some space, now when I come back, now I got to fix all of these issues that have been created and all of these negative Mm -hmm. feelings that have been created because I went dark without communicating. Which honestly, it can just fuel the cycle, right? A lot of the time it makes us not even want to come out of that space to begin with because we get into shame and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. very much so. I feel that. All right. Well, you know, so I got to... a question for you, friend. Um, switch gears a little bit. So finish this statement. I am most happy when. Mm. I am most happy when I am embracing my freedom. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so <laughs> would you care to elaborate on that, oh, friend? <laughs> yeah, sure. I didn't realize I was just finishing the sentence. I know, but um, it was so <laughs> profound that I, now I'm asking you to elaborate. <laughs> Not so profound. All right. Um, okay. So, yeah, when I embrace, you know, my freedom, because honestly, I am a person that I can appreciate structure. We were just talking about this, you know, like I appreciate structure. I appreciate rigidity. Mm-hmm. I appreciate, and not rigidity, but to have a plan and to Mm. feel, and it ultimately offers me safety and support. Mm. And I'm learning how to create a balance of what that safety and support looks like. So it doesn't look like survival, but it looks like a net, you know, just in case. Mm. So I can still experience all of the other things that could possibly kind of pop up. Mm. And it's interesting now, but I... I really do appreciate it. It really allows me to make mistakes and fall down and give myself grace to get back up. I was reading something that said, um, when you, when you fall, don't look at where you fell, look at where you slipped. Mm. And it, I know. Right. And it, um, (laughs) the reason I'm repeating that in, in this case is because it really does make me happy when I can look back on something and apply a lesson and know that, oh, I'm going to be ready for that obstacle, that challenge when, when it, when it presents itself again, whether it has on a different face or not. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be ready for that because now it's actually settled in and I actually feel confident enough to understand what that lesson was. And that brings me freedom because now I know what's within my control and it doesn't have to be based on a plan. It just has to be based on my own resources. And that allows me to feel free. I don't have to depend on anybody, anything for those resources because I have them. I love that. You know, and including mm-hmm. my support, right? I, I have them as a resource too. But what, I, what I'm getting to is I don't have to do any extra work to, to utilize them as a resource as they don't have to do mm-hmm. any extra work to utilize me as that, right? But it mm-hmm. does help me to feel free enough to say or in, free enough to say that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I love that. Okay. What about what about you? So I am the most happy when I am able to just exist and be Dimitric. Mm. And 
when I am able to spend time with my loved ones who, like Robin used the word that Rodney used, revitalize and re-energize me. Um, so it's that balance between... <laughs> So, uh, so ultimately, I'm most happy when I have that balance between just being me and existing within myself, and also when I'm sharing space, energy, and time with people who love on me like I love on them, reciprocal mm-hmm. relationships and connections, and you know, getting that that opportunity for that revitalization and 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 re-energizing um, experience that comes along with that. Now. To elaborate a little bit on what I mean by just existing and being me is, you know, we talk about this a lot. Me and my friend, we just we love our plateful. We love to be working. That's just that's just what we we're a type A. That's what we do. However, you know, ultimately, when I am just existing and I'm just being Demetric, that means that there are no responsibilities, there are no roles, yep. there are no obligations looming over me or that I need to be thinking about at that time to where I can just, like right, they say, freedom, be me, do whatever the hell I want to do without worrying about something falling to the wayside or worrying about what I'm what I'm not doing when ultimately this time is just for me. Um, so yes, that's that's when I'm the most happiest. Mm, love it. You know, I want to take this moment to remind you even though we're on the mic, who cares? You know, <laughs> y'all about to get, y'all about to receive all of this love and light, this episode <laughs> for the end of the year, child. But Period. yeah, like, tis the season. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and so I just really want to remind you that even during this podcast and how we started off as friends, being peers first and all of those mm. things, I think, or well, I know that, you know, our, our roles within our friendship are are boundless, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and not to say that we don't respect, you know, our boundaries or anything, but they're boundless in in the resources that we can provide for each other, the abundance Mm -hmm. that we bring to each other's life, the love Mm -hmm. that we bring to each other's life. Mm -hmm. And I just want to remind you of that because I don't even think that, and I'm reminding myself of it too, you know, like as I'm saying it, because <laughs> I just, I wanted to kind of settle in for both of us that we do have this kind of support. And I understand being on doing platforms or using, utilizing platforms like this, mm-hmm. sometimes that can get a little bit cloudy and muddy. Mm-hmm. And so, absolutely, you know, 10 toes down always. <laughs> right. That <laughs> part. And, <laughs> and, you know, since, I mean, since we went there, cause you know, we will go there, you know, we don't mind. Um, me and that whole village respect, acceptance, re-energizing, revitalizing. Rade, before we started recording this episode, we had our own moment. And, um, you know, we keep it real, but we, we going to keep that to ourselves, what we talked about. Mm-hmm. But it's still that same theme of what we, um, what we have discussed in this episode. And the reason why I won't, I won't share anything specific is because you know, at the end of the day, when you are thinking about where you want to go, how you want to get there, you're doing your self-reflection, thinking about your intentions, which uh, my, my good friend Rade uh, brought to my attention a couple of weeks ago, that they're yours. Mm-hmm. 
So Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily need to be communicated outward because that's your own personal journey. Now, I can tell you where I plan to end up and I can share parts of my story, but all of my intentions and the things that I'm working on and the things that I'm doing, everyone should not be privy to that information. Some of that you have to safeguard for yourself because at any moment's notice, it could change or it could just be a a path or a journey that although you have a whole nother situation over here with your family, your village and all of that, that's moving forward in a positive way. This may be an aspect of your life and your personal growth and development that you have to travel alone. In order to truly receive what's waiting for you on the other side. Yeah. Right. It contributes to that freedom that we're talking about and contributes to that, to that openness to just be, you know, like Mm -hmm. Dimitri was saying, to just be Dimitri. It contributes to that when you, when you don't have everybody else, you know, involved in your, in your things, because everybody else got other stuff to do. It's, it's honestly (laughs) the business (laughs) that pays you. It's, it's that simple as that. It's not even being rude. That part. Yeah, it's genuinely like if I am worrying about my neighbor business, I can't worry about mine. Right. Huh? Like you know what I mean? Right. Like so anyway, and then if I'm worried about always sharing that business, then right. I also can't worry about mine because I'm, you know, busy doing the work anyway. I need to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so all right, checking along. What has thank you for sharing that, friend. Um, what has been the most challenging or difficult for you this year? Oof. Okay. First one is balance. Um, Balance between work and my personal life. Work has been at the very forefront. Um, Actually, let me rewind a little bit. Balance between work, relationships, and um, what's the third one? Work relationships. And personal. And when I say personal, meaning my own self-care and making myself Mm -hmm. a priority. Um, It's been very challenging this year because the work that we do, we're in a helping profession. So that means when I'm working, I'm connecting with someone. I am supporting them. I am listening to their troubles and their distress and all of those things. And even um, their wins, because we celebrate wins in my my office. We celebrate wins. Ain't no such thing as a little win or a big win. A win is a win. But anyway... Um, so that's been very difficult because, you know, take pulling back from work means pulling how I, how I was rationalizing was pulling back from work is to pull back from helping. And that's, and I want to help and I want to support people who need it. However, I cannot give you the best part of what I have learned and what I have experienced or what I know Mm -hmm. if I'm not full, if my cup is not full. If I'm not making my own wellness and my own self-care a priority, and it's okay to be in a helping profession, it's okay to help others. And I'm not saying anything that I'm not already aware of, but being aware of something and actually doing it are two different things. And that is not an easy plight when you're so used to showing up for everything and everyone around you. So it's been difficult to try to find Mm -hmm. that balance (laughs) and to actually be in the space where I'm just existing, like I said earlier, or I'm just relaxing without that shock to my system, like Rade talked about, where all of that anxiety will start to set in, which could ultimately trigger a depressive episode. You know what I mean? So being mindful of that. Um, And then another um, part of my life that has been challenging um, or difficult is going back to 
what I talked about earlier about the relationships that have not manifested or seem to not ever manifest (laughs) into the relationships that I want and understanding that it's okay for me to accept them for what they are and not cut them off at the same time. Because a few years ago, if if this is not reciprocal, I'm out. And I'm not saying that these people that are staying are taking advantage of me in any way, um, because but ultimately no one can do anything to me that I don't allow them to do to me anyway. But what I'm saying is, is that because it's because of the, the the foundation of that relationship or the blood tied to that relationship or connection of that relationship is why I feel like, okay, I can accept you for who you are and what you're able to provide or what you uh, are willing to provide as far as effort in our connection and relationship, but still love you. It's just going to look different than it would for the people who are inside of my village. But I still yeah. love you and I'm still here for you and you can always call and depend on me, but I am no longer pouring and giving of myself or my energy into a situation where it's not yielding a positive outcome and it's not reciprocal. And and let's get something straight now. So I'm not saying that in order for us to be in a healthy relationship that it's tick for tack. I'm not talking about Mm -mm. that. What I'm talking about Mm -mm. is caring for me in the same magnitude as I care for you. Showing me the support in the same magnitude that I show it to you. And at the same time, we're not always going through stuff at the same time. So it may appear to be give and take, but ultimately it's really just showing up. And if you're not showing up for me, then I love you and I'll be here for you, but I'm not going out of my way to show up for you. It's basically what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. How about you? Hmm. Thank you. Um, thank you for that, friend. I I am echoing, going to echo a lot of what you were saying here. Um, for me, some of the more challenging things this year were around um, my routines and the anxiety around mm-hmm. um, staying committed to those routines, mm-hmm. um, which simply propelled me into a space of having to learn how to be a lot more fluid and flexible with mm-hmm. um, my routine because I need, I needed that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, um, which also impacted my productivity. Another, you know, challenge there mm-hmm. with my productivity mixed with procrastination um, because of that anxiety um, and because of trying to do things as I would have probably done in the past and having to learn that, you know, my body, my mind, my spirit, they all need, you know, something different at this time, even though it it, it all comes down to one, but mm-hmm. it needs something different at this time. And to be able to recognize when, you know, my body, mind, or spirit is the thing that I need to be addressing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really, was definitely difficult for me this year. Um, for me to learn to listen to my body again, but we're we're making we've made that progress. Um, Amen for progress. Retweet. Um, also, patience. Having to wait for it um, yeah. has been a huge thing. Um, but you know, I think if anything, at this point, I'm I. What I can appreciate is that I have been able to quickly see why I've needed to wait for things. Mm. Even down to the, I had a doctor's appointment last week and, um, I had canceled the first two, went to this appointment and then it happened to be a provide the perfect provider for me, you know, kind of thing. And I was going to be seeing this other person. Um, so yeah, right. Like I'm, I'm able to see it 
very quickly. Like, you know, the reason that I'm waiting, but, or it feels like it's quickly, (laughs) even if it isn't, you know, um, because of that patience, when you start, when I've, when I've started to be able to like sit in it more, um, it doesn't feel like it takes that long. So, because there's a faith, there's a trust, you know, that Mm -hmm. in myself and spirit and in my people, in my resources, Mm -hmm. there's a trust that it's going to work out if it's supposed to. Um, and then, you know, the last thing is that, um, showing up aspect is things have been just a lot more fluid in that of like, there's less pressure to Mm -hmm. show up right now, but throughout the year, it has been a lot of pressure to show up. Um, how people are showing up for me, how I'm showing up for them. It's just been Mm -hmm. pressure in that area. Um, but I understand why, because I had to see whether I wanted that this to be the case or not. Like I had to see who was actually my village as we've been talking about and who, Mm -hmm. who cannot be at this time and Mm -hmm. who I've had to let go. Um, Mm -hmm. and that was very, very challenging. Um, it's, it's crazy to mourn someone when they're still alive, you know? Mm. So yeah. Say that one more time for the people in the back. It is crazy to mourn someone that's still alive. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Real, real. Okay. And we do that every, we do that all the time. All the time. Okay, friend. So last question. Do you have any hopes for the future? Um, yeah, my hope for the future is really to continue in this um peaceful space, embracing my freedom and embracing my people. Um, I mentioned earlier, yes. I ain't trying to lose um, no more friends. Right. <laughs> um, you know, hoping to keep all of my friends, hoping mm-hmm. to keep all of my people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not doing much to lie. A lot of my hopes for the future are about like the world. Um, like, I just hope that we can be a better place so that we learn how to support each other a lot more. Absolutely. You know, I feel like interdependence is definitely missing from the western world mm-hmm. so individualized and then ai and shit but you know hey mm-hmm. <laughs> but regardless i just <laughs> my hope for the future is really just to be able to spread more love and throw people off with with my vibes because good vibes all day period <laughs> <laughs> well hashtag retweet all of that um for me my hopes for the future is that I will, because it's a hope, but I'm also uh, confirming and manifesting that I will mm-hmm. reach the space of total acceptance and unconditional self-love. So mm-hmm. what that looks like for me is, because I'm not perfect and there's things about me, you know, I have my vices and things like that, but also accepting me for who I am and not necessarily how I think I should be. And of course, continuing to do my self-reflection to determine, okay, you know what? That's something I actually do need to change versus trying to change for someone else or trying to people please and all of those other things that come along with some of the things that um, I'm working um, on resolving. Um mm-hmm. And another hope, which I will achieve, (laughs) is to find the best balance for me. 
So when I say the best balance for me, balance looks different for everyone else. I do like to work and I do like what I do. So it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to slow down career-wise or the support that I provide out to the community and the spaces around me. However, I'm going to make sure that I exercise my right to say no and be okay with saying no. Because like I said, I'm in the helping profession and I really do want to help. So in order to say no is basically me saying no to helping someone. So I have to be okay with that um, so that I can make sure that I'm finding a balance that works best for me, if that makes sense. Yes, of course, that makes sense. Love that. Yeah, y'all, balance is key, but balance does is individualized. Okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. So vices or not learn how to use things to your advantage in a in a healthy way in a healthy advantageous way amen okay well i think we just wrapped that up with a bow right there uh rade indeed okay all right (laughs) (laughs) hashtag period but um okay fam so let's move on to our final earth lesson of the year What you think, you become. What you feel, you attract. What you imagine, you create. So take the time to gain a deeper understanding of yourself and how you show up in the world, not only for yourself, but for those you care about and share connections with. Long story short, to thy own self be true, because how can you possibly be real with someone else when you aren't being real with yourself? Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam. Thank you for joining us for this season. We're excited about our upcoming season, which is season four. Please remember to follow us on Instagram at respectfullymt and send your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Until next time, fam. We'll see y'all next season. Peace, y'all. Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. therapist.